Hello, guys. You're listening to Table Hops. I mean, it's not the best podcast in the world, but like, what else are you going to do while you're driving to work? That's how this episode's starting. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should, too. Welcome to Table Hops. So this last episode started with, hey, man, you're getting your apartment bombed. I can just do the same thing again now. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah, so uh, currently we're looking at a stack of board games on the table Mm -hmm. that either need to be opened or in some form of disarray. I did a a count the other day. Yep. I own, currently, (laughs) 16 games that are in shrink. Oh, boy. I own two. Um. I've I've partially been keeping them in shrink because as our channel has grown, okay, our audience tends to really enjoy the the quick unboxing videos oh, that we that, do. Is that like a fetish thing? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure somebody really really enjoys it. Yep, yep, you know, but you know, they're just here's what's in the box type thing. Sure. So I've been keeping them sealed until like I'm ready to record it. That makes you know? sense. Sure. Um, and I cool. record like two or three at a time, and then yeah, because your call to adventure unboxing is really cool. Yeah, exactly. There's a Euphoria one coming out next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. They're fun and they're and they're and they're easy to do. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, have you played anything? Well, maybe not new, but what what have you played recently? Uh, we played Architects of the West Kingdom. Right. We did a that weeks at ago. Uh, Atlantis the other day. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I believe Angela won. Are you? Won? I won. You won. I won. That's right. Yep. That's right. Um, I played the solo version of Call to Adventure. Okay, that was fun. That cool. was super fun. That's nice. the that's the new uh, storytelling. Yeah, the mechanics are a little weird because it's like set collection card drafting type thing. A but bit, yeah, um, from Brothers Games. Mm-hmm. I I really like it. I it's, do too. I played it at PAX. Yeah, it's surprisingly like not not that it, it's not deceptively lightweight. Okay, but it. You don't feel like it's a lightweight game, you know what I, I mean? Can see like, that. like it's still very like like typically for me, lighter weight games have like very little theme attached to them. Oh yeah, in some ways, in right. some ways, unless it's just trying to get try the story, you know. Right um, now, well, I when I played it at PAX, I knew nothing about it ahead. I just thought, oh, this looks cool. Let me right. check it out. And it, to me, it played. I'm like, oh, this is what I thought Vindication was going to be. Oh, I got. When you. I got when I played them, I'm like, okay, now I actually feel like I'm, you know. Developing characters, creating right. a story, right? Um, because that's that's the whole point of that game is storytelling, right. exactly. Which I enjoy a lot. Yeah, so. but Vindication, I don't think it was ever supposed to. It there, there's character development in in that it's more like character building, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're selecting the traits that your character has, right? And but it's more like to me, it's more like resource management of your character traits. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't feel like it's very thematic. Mm-mm. Yeah, I do enjoy it though. Yeah, I just had to approach it differently. Like when I first went, I'm like, "Oh, this is not at all what I thought it would be." Right. Uh, I saw that that um, Descent ish Lord of the Rings game that you put. That game looks super sweet. Yeah, Lord of the Rings uh, Adventures Through Middle Earth. Yeah, um, I was worried it was a April Fool's joke when <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Oh, this is so sweet." Yeah. So surprisingly enough, I first heard about it after review copies had already gone out, which is very strange. Okay. Because typically, Fantasy Flight is very open about whatever they're releasing, right? Okay. And so if it's like a new, you know, uh, for example, a, a new Game of Thrones LCG expansion, right? Okay. It's out in the open. Everyone's talking about it. There were trickles of this game, mm-hmm. but 
it didn't blow up until the review copies came out. Oh. And then it went through the roof. Okay. When does it come out? Uh, this summer. Okay. Yeah. So you think it'll be at Gen Con? Oh, yeah. Yeah, without okay. a doubt. Without a doubt, it'll cool. be at Gen Con. Very exciting. Um, they're like... My my guess is that they're getting it done for Origins. Okay. Origins is in July. Okay. So they want to have it done before that. Okay. Um, and you know the the review copies that were sent out were full copies. Okay. So very cool. It'll 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 definitely be out by then. The, nice. All the all the minis look great. Yeah. Um, the maps are different. I don't know if you saw that or not, Mm-mm. but so the maps instead of them being like squares, they're hexes. Oh, interesting. And then all the the maps. Uh-huh. They're all pretty much the same shape, so they all connect together. Okay. There's yeah. not like weird corridors and twisty L-shaped tetris pieces and stuff? No. Like there are in Imperial Assault and... No. And, uh, they're, they're, all, they're, all, they're all kind of like a honeycomb shape. Okay. With like uh, little cutouts that you can connect together. Are there still like um, like uh, outdoors maps and like underground maps and stuff? Or is yeah. It, okay. And they're, and they're all double-sided okay, and cool. that whole thing. Nice. They're launching it with an app. Oh, good. With a fully okay. fledged app, very nice. Um, with planned like campaigns, mm. so like they'll they're gonna they're gonna try something which I don't know how I feel about it yet, but they're gonna try timed campaigns. Okay, to where like this campaign is only available for two months. Oh, like seasons, kind of. Yeah. Oh. So it's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. I kind of appreciate it. I, it's for me. It's a it's an all in thing, you know. Lord of the Rings and Descent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like, pretty awesome. That's yeah. That, that is that is so up my alley. You I know? can't I can't wait. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's very cool. So cool game news. Um, beers this week. Have I? Oh, the one that I was really surprised by was Devil's Backbones. My Bach is okay. Really good. I haven't had like, that. Exceptionally good. I was I just got one like you know I I, I did one of those build your own six packs and I'm like oh I have one spot left let me just get this right. why not but it was actually very tasty interesting yeah so definitely want to check out at this time of year it's very malty um, but it uh, it has more of that uh, sort of yeasty biscuitiness to it okay. as opposed to the Vienna lager is this a is this an annual for them I've never seen it. You've never seen it. I've never okay. seen it. But I, uh, Devil's Back One isn't someone I follow very closely. Okay. I gotcha. So, like, you know, every now and then they throw out something that I'm like, oh, that's really good. Like, their Baltic Porter was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But they, they, they're kind of like a, a surprise, don't forget about us kind of release. Yeah. I don't think, I think everything for me for them has been like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, Vienna Lager, I know your brother really likes Vienna Lager. Well, in that style, it's, you know, an American version, like, a, it's a, as close to, you know, the European style I think right. I've ever had, yeah. you know. I mean, what is it? Uh, Celebrator and, and Iyengar and stuff is always going to yeah. be better, but, yeah. you know, for an American brewery, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, their eight-point IPA is, is okay. Their 16-point 16, uh, 16 is really good. Um, they're just their double. They're double, the eight, yeah. You know? Do they make a Belgian? Why am I thinking they make a Belgian? They, uh, uh, Azrael. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I don't see what I just drank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good too. Yeah, they they have some good uh, good things, um, but they're just not a brewery I've ever followed very closely, which is surprising because I mean maybe just to me like they were one of the first like quote unquote craft brewers that I knew about. I can see that, but after they got bought out by Imbev, I'm like, eh, yeah, I'll focus on somebody else. So this is our last podcast before board games on the beach. Ooh, yes. Are you getting excited? I'm very excited. A little trembling very with anticipation. Um, 
so uh, we've announced it on Facebook, but so we're running the Red Dragon Inn tournament mm-hmm. there on Friday evening, very five nice. p.m. We're gonna have some special giveaways and uh, some special prizes for the winners. Secret secrets. And speaking of Red Dragon Inn, yes, we have a, our own local game day coming up. Yes, we do on the twenty fourth. So next Wednesday mm-hmm. at O'Connor's Brewing in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, five o'clock to nine o'clock. We're gonna be playing. Red Dragon Inn. Yep. <laughs> Who would have seen that coming? Come out, have some beers. We're going to have some other games as well. Sure. Um, uh, but we are just going to have dedicated resources to Red Dragon Inn. Um, but we're going to have a bunch of people there to uh, teach games and right. play games. Come out, come have a beer with us. Should be should be a fun time. Should be a rollicking good time. Make sure to tip your bartender. Tip your bar staff. So yeah, it's exciting stuff. We've got a lot of stuff happening. We sure do. We you sure know? do. It's it's crazy to think that, you know, not six months ago, right? We were like, what are we doing? What are we? I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, like you know, like we, we, you know, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this to like, uh-huh. to really make it a thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and, and absolutely. It's, it's. Uh, I think the amount of growth we've had in the short amount of time we've done this is pretty, pretty, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, respectable, and, and and we we appreciate all the support you guys have given us, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, really really want to know your feedback. You yes, know, if, if you guys have anything, like, hey, we really want to see you do this, mm-hmm. or man, we really wish you would stop talking. <laughs> either <laughs> way, either way, just let us know. Yep, you know, yeah. There's some beers you want us to try, or you're like, how did you not say this? And then you know, yeah, send us up. Maybe That'd be great. Up. Sometimes we forget things. So today's another special guest episode. Yes, we have my buddy, Matt Wolford, uh, who was in Hawaii, and now he just moved to Pensacola, Florida. Yeah. That's where Florida, Pensacola, yep, yep, that's where he's at. And he's going to talk to us about homebrewing. So, we are here today with Matt Wolford from Retrograde Brewing Company. What's up, Matt? Hello, Crisanto Palauso. Oh, I like how you say my full name. Makes me sound (laughs) like I'm in trouble. Are you? I think so. (laughs) Have you been a bad, bad boy? I've been a bad, bad boy. Why would you sound like a sheep? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh boy! God, I well, hope the children that you teach listen mm, to your podcast. Oh, we did be- sing "Old MacDonald Had a Farm Today." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is that why sheep are on your mind? Yeah, God, let's so. hope so. I think so. Anyway, so you do a lot of home brewing. That I do. Mm-hmm. That I do. And we uh, we were discussing how y- you you had a friend who who does home brewing. Can you tell us about him again? Yes. So my home brewing journey, as it was, um, started about four years ago. I have a good friend, Sean Kelly, uh, who was the first person that I really knew who did home brewing. Um, I went over to his house, tried his brew. He gave me some. So it was definitely a hobby that I wanted to get into. Um, I was, you know, being led astray by certain individuals, maybe going deeper into the, you know, into the beer world. Ah, uh, deeper. Ah, yes. Things happened. Cup holders were filled. Oh, boy. And... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> I was getting into beer. I was getting more into beer and definitely getting into craft beer. And that made me want to make my own. So Sean did it. Uh, he talked me through the process, talked me through uh, the first kind of steps. I didn't buy any equipment until I actually moved. I moved to Hawaii, bought my first kit, and I've been doing it for about four years now. 
Nice, very good. And I've had uh, uh, some some of your friends home brews, and they are very good. So you, you had a good teacher, and I've had some of yours too, which are quite delicious. Thank you. A and, shout out to Sean Kelly and his home brewing company, Unabridged Brewing. If I could be so bold, absolutely. And what's his uh, his uh, handle? His handle on Untapped. Unabridged Brewing. So all, right. all one word, and uh, yeah. Very cool. And how many, because um, I know, you know, I did a couple of homebrew little tiny experiments, and then sure. I started with that, like, you know, silly, very cheap plastic kit, and then eventually, you know, graduated to the larger double fermentation, like, you know, the steel wall stuff, and then the class carboys and all that stuff. Fancy. Fancy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I still do my little five-gallon batches, but you've recently upgraded to some larger, larger vessels. That I have. Um, so I was like you. I started out um, brewing on the stovetop, as most people do. But mm-hmm. went to my local homebrew store, and uh, they offered a class for $25. You could watch them brew and package and everything, uh, an entire beer. Uh, they had some pre-made wort and beer where they, they kind of did the steps in, in sequential order so you weren't standing around mm-hmm. for hours and hours waiting for it to happen. And for those uh, who don't know, the, the wart is like the, the uncondensed, like, Kool-Aid pack of beer. <laughs> <laughs> the pudding yes. pack. Is that, would that be a good explanation? Yeah, so wart, wart is um, when you have boiled, boiled, I'm sorry. Boiled. 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 <laughs> yeah. When, you've, uh, when you have the, it's called sweet wart. Okay. When you have all the sugars broken down from the grains, when you have added the hops, when it's boiled down, and when you pitch the yeast, it is now fermenting beer. But we home brewers like to say you don't make beer, you make wort, and the yeast make the beer. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Very yeah. cool. It poops out all the delicious alcohol that we love. That it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, if, if you were to go back in time and meet just starting out homebrew Matt, what would you what what advice would you give? Them? What mistakes have you made along the way? I would definitely tell myself to go ahead and get that ear reduction surgery. <laughs> Something I've been playing around with for a long time. So I, I think that I wouldn't have even I, I wouldn't have even wasted my money doing if I could go back and talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even wasted the money starting as small as I did okay. uh, and gradually stepping up. When people move from uh, what you do, so extract brewing is concentrated uh, sugar that they have gotten off the grain, and that's what most people start with. They start with extract brewing. You don't have to seat the grains. What grains you do use, you're using for color, and you're using to extract a little bit of sugar off of it, but it's mainly for color purposes. I would have really just told myself to save up the money and go straight into all grain brewing because that's where you that's where you're going to go to. But that would that would really be the only thing that I would do. Okay. Um, huh. What about your your switch from from bottling to to kegging? So I only bottled uh, a grand total of one time, and that was um, enough. <laughs> and that was enough. It's a pain yeah, in the ass. <laughs> So, yeah, and and I think, honestly, if I had still been living in Virginia, I probably would have bottled more and been able to give it to friends. Right. Um, But it was really – it was a combination of a couple of things. There was a Craigslist ad for a guy who was selling a Kekerator 
four corny kegs, um, gas lines, everything you needed. Uh, and he was only selling it for 300 bucks. Okay. And so it was, it was a steal. And, and I, I bargained with, uh, with my financial department, i.e. Joanna Wolford, my better half. And she said, yes, go forth and do good things with your, with your tagging. Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, and I, I have put those in my mouth and, and they are very good. So what are you drinking right now? Is it dogfish head? Blood orange? Yes. The dogfish head, uh, flesh and yeah, flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Did you see? I saw <laughs> yes. today they have a new Goza coming out. Oh, they do. Yeah, called not their the, Sequencer. No, no, no. Oh. It's called the Super Eight. Oh, it's a play on V Eight. Oh yeah, yeah. And it has like boysenberry, prickly pear, raspberry. It has a, like eight different things oh, in it. Oh, um, interesting. It it's weird because it's like it's not like you get the Goza flavor, but it's kind right. of hidden behind this like fruit juice wall. I could see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe, you still get like maybe the you can only you. get it. Maybe you can only get it if you stay in a Super Eight hotel. Because <laughs> yeah. Place, and it comes with a, like, it comes in like a, a, it's like a Capri Sun, right? Yeah. <laughs> it comes in like a plastic pouch and straw. Super Eight, don't they leave the light on for you? Isn't that like their thing? I don't I know. I don't make it a habit of staying <laughs> at Super Eights. They leave the murder on for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where do we want to I go? hope you weren't trying to chase down a Super 8 sponsorship. I apologize <laughs> if you were. Yeah, M- Motel 8 was really our next yeah, uh, was it? Motel our 6, next we got to start with 6. Motel we're going up to yeah, Super 6 8. and go up to 8. <laughs> right. That's, the, that's right. the dream right there. Oh, boy. Ramada Inn. Let's do that. You know, I, I, I think Steven could get away with that because I don't think anything crazy would happen to Steven. Now, you, Chris Palouse, something <laughs> nuts would happen yep. to you. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so what is the most... Uh, what, what what beer have you created that you're the most proud of? So I did a... <clears throat> uh, I, got, I jumped on the New England IPA craze. Mm-hmm. That's I, I still think that's one of my favorite styles of beer right now. Sure. Uh, I'm... I'm <laughs> I'm really I'm I'm always about two or three years behind all of my more in-depth beer fans. Like just now, I'm really getting into sours. Okay. So uh, I think if you would have told me two years ago, like, oh yeah, you're really gonna want to chase down sours, I would have been like, no, they're gross. <laughs> what kind of so, sours have you been into recently? Uh, I've been really into more of like the the, the farmhouse sours. Oh, like that, the saison kind of thing. Like the saisons, exactly. Um, there's a so I live in Pensacola now, um, and there's a couple of uh, local breweries down here. Uh, there's one called Perfect Plain that is really nice. The homebrew store right up the street from me, Gary's, um, he just opened up a beer garden, so he's actually selling oh, the cool. beer that he makes uh, to the public, and he's got a really beautiful little beer garden, and he does this raspberry uh, farmhouse, okay. and it is it is fantastic very nice hmm. very cool yeah so uh more sipping those though if i want to have a full pint if i want to have a full pint of something i'm still reaching for for a for an ipa Absolutely. so yeah I, uh, yeah I called it the uh I, I called it the cosmic slap shot i'm a huge mm-hmm. hockey fan as i sit here in my hockey jersey that no one will be everyone able to look see. <laughs> yes <laughs> Uh, huge hockey fan, so I, I knew I had something special with this one. It was the very first beer that I actually kind of crafted on my own. Nice. Um, gotcha. I use uh, Mosaic and Citra hops, mm-hmm. uh, Amarillo hops. So, um, and it, it creates just a really, really, uh, a really good flavor. Yeah, I remember having that one, and I rated it on tap. I gave it a one. Yeah. I mean, a four. <laughs> yeah, very good. I gotcha. and, 
And a really cool thing that I did because I knew that I was really going to like it. There's a phenomenal artist who uh, who works with Tidewater Comic Con a lot, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Shin. Yep. And I actually commissioned Tim Shin. He actually drew up a really fantastic logo for it. So oh, very cool. Eventually, when I finally get everything set up here, Table Hops will be getting a really cool actual branded beer from me. Oh, um, can't wait. Yeah, yeah. Can't so. wait. We'll have to play it with one of those hockey games where you like turn the it's like it's like oh, foosball hockey, for hockey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could always set up that uh, NHL ninety four. Oh, let, I don't want to be embarrassed by your son. son who took me straight. To, yeah, he took me straight to hockey school. Oh, that was rough. Canadian. I know. I'm like, I got this. I know how to play this, this little, game. Nope. Little did I know. <laughs> this little corn bed and lumpia filled like half filipino <laughs> half white you know baby just like who can't even skate i don't know if you're talking about me or your son <laughs> or both or both, both? Yeah, both. yeah 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 both? oh boy matt what what's what's one like challenge facing the the home brewing industry that you feel you know needs to be kind of dealt with you know i i know when at least in, on the board game side of things, there's a bunch of stuff that designers are trying to deal with where, you know, publishing's all done in China. And so sure. you're, 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 you're facing up against that wall. What, what's something in homebrewing that, that it really becomes a challenge and really might be a, a barrier for people. So I think the biggest barrier is people don't know where to start. Um, I mean, it, it is, it is something that you have to invest at least 200 to to $300, depending on how you're going to start, you have to have the beer bottles on hand, you know, and, and really learning how to do it. I mean, if you, if you brew the beer and you don't have someone there, like really hammering it into you, that sanitation is the most important thing that you can do with beer, then, you know, your, your batch isn't going to turn out well, and you're not going to want to do it again. I mean, cause it is, it is labor intensive. You're looking at Two weeks to brew a beer and and really get it to where you it's drinkable. So I would say just the knowledge, like finding a homebrew store, going in and talking to somebody, which really, like even in an area as large as Pensacola, uh, I lived in Honolulu and and there in Norfolk. I don't know how many there are now, uh, but there was one when I was there. Okay. There was one, there's one in the entire island of Oahu, and there's only one here. So. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's kind of interesting, right? So, I mean, so many people now are are focusing on, you know, let's get everything delivered to my house. I can YouTube everything I need right, to, right? Yeah. But yeah. there's something about going to a store where right. somebody is knowledgeable and understands mm-hmm. the product and the process and can really guide you on that. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes I can describe it like, oh, it tastes like this weird off thing. It's like, oh, well, you probably did this. Right. And then I'm like, oh, yep, shouldn't yeah. do that anymore. Yeah. And I know one of the other things that kind of I was a little sad about was, uh, you know, the Northern Brewer is is one of the big home ingredient stores that you can go to. It's one of the biggest ones that I can think of off the top of my head. And it was bought by InBev. You know, right. it's, it's like nothing can escape this monolithic corporation. Right. And, and yeah. I'd be going to, I would be going to a you know, I would be going to a homebrew store like in my area, if at all possible. But if I live somewhere like out in the sticks of, of Tennessee, where I used to live, there's no chance that I'm going to go to a homebrew store and get all the things I need. So I have to go through a website. Sure. So, and you know, I, I try to be a, 
a knowledgeable consumer and know where my money is going. And knowing that InBev is not the friendliest to the craft community, I'm not going to use Northern Brewer. I I know there's good people there. I know the same people who are working there were working there before they were bought out, but it's just what I choose to do. Sure. So I, I think that even knowing that like something like InBev is snatching up home brewing, like who who would have thought that? Yeah, I actually didn't know that. They're, they were buying the supply shops too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, may, it makes sense. If you're in this industry and you're like the, you know, you've been the big dog for so long and then this craft brewery ginormous explosion that happened, you have all this money. You're like, oh, well, let me just buy everything. Well, you got you to buy the chain, right? <laughs> right. Like, like you want to control yeah. every step in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, is is quite disappointing. But, you know, it's still a fun hobby to get into. I think the other thing with like a lot of homebrewers do it as an exact hobby. They're like, I'm not planning on distributing. Oh, correct. I'm yeah. not, you know, yeah. I'm not doing this to make money. I'm doing this so I can just drink beer. So I think the hobby is always, always going to be there. Absolutely. Yeah, just, like and just like this. Yeah. Oh, um, but the, 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 the quality of people, I mean, I have, I have learned more about the word and, and my mind has expanded with the word craft, okay. uh, since, since I started homebrewing, I really, you know, I, I find myself like looking and asking more questions at a restaurant, not to be a jerk about it, but just asking, you know, like, does the chef actually cook these meals or, or, you know, where do the ingredients come from? So you, you appreciate anybody who puts a lot of heart and effort into something. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that, uh, that I, that I, that I love about this community is that everybody wants to help everybody. Sure. I do run into two different types of home brewers though, just to generalize them into, I, I run into like the, the herbalist and I run into the scientist, right? I run into like the one person who's like, checking pH and measuring everything out by the ounce and taking gravity measurements at every single step of the way. And the other one who just puts on a robe and chants spells and here's the beer. (laughs) Well, I think that's, I mean, bakers are the same thing, right? Yeah. Like very true. It's, it's all about like, uh, are you, are you measuring out? Like, do you, do you have a, do you have a scale that goes down to, you know, a a microgram or you, I would call that a pinch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so do you see yourself as more of a lab coat wearing or a druid shawl wearing brewer I or a mix? Def- uh, ah, half and half. Well, <laughs> so I, I definitely, part of the thing that it has attracted me so much to brewing is that it combines, I, I'm a scientist at heart. I, I love astronomy. I, I've taught in a, a kid's astronomy program before. I love science. I love chemistry. I, I love all of it. Um, I do love cooking. I enjoy doing that for my family. I like cooking for my friends. So brewing really combines a lot of those things. And, and I think that if you're good at one, you maybe maybe you don't have to be good at the other one. I'm going to be the type of person that, yes, I'm going to throw on the lab coat and I'm going to want to know everything about the water that I'm using to brew. I'm going to want to try to replicate it down to as 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 micro of a decimal as I can to replicate a good brew so that when I want to change one factor, if it's good or bad, I keep that factor and I keep building on that recipe and making it better. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we have started this new game. Let's try this. Okay. So we're trying this new game called Screw, Mary Kill. Are you familiar with the game? Not at all. Okay. Well, normally there's like a celebrity and you have to name a celebrity that you would marry, a celebrity that you would you know, have intimate relations with and then one that you murder. But we're going to do this with games and then we're going to do it with beers. I probably don't know enough games unless we're going like, you know, you know, some games. It could be literally anything. It could be Twister. 
Battleship? I know the, the tentacle face monster one. Oh, s- Descent. <laughs> Descent. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what are, do you want to do the games or just the beers? Uh, I'll do the games. Let's, okay, let's, cool. Let's go so if there was a game that games. like you would marry, like you would always be down to play it, it's like yes. you have emotional ties to this game, what game would that be? Ooh, Battleship. Ooh, Battleship's a good one. 1v1 classic. What do you enjoy about Battleship? I enjoy the hot one-on-one action. <laughs> oh, boy. Very nice. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so um, uh, I went to Nauticus a-, a while ago, and they had an outdoor party, and they have, you know, they have giant Jenga? Yes. They have giant Battleship. Ooh. Yeah, and the pegs are like this big, and you're like, Grah! <laughs> hit <laughs> um, i always wanted to do the battleship where you you have uh balloons of paint and you throw them over a wall that sounds awesome right I, yeah you have to be I'll... in like little kiddie pools though and and, oh. and you're in like a you're in like a cardboard <laughs> ship right oh and then you throw the balloons over the wall and you hope you hit somebody that's hilarious that sounds awesome yeah so steven got me a game i think it was for christmas uh called sonar yeah it's like okay. from what i understand it's like uber battleship isn't it is like- yeah so so basically you take battleship and you uh it's it's like actually you know uh commanding a vessel and there's different responsibilities that that are split out amongst your team yeah um so there's the sonar version and then there's captain sonar which captain sonar is the same thing it's just for eight people instead of four right um yes. might, might be something to look into that it's pretty sweet it's um you can play it two-player as yeah. well um, it has this big more. screen that goes in the middle, yeah. and you like draw out your map. It's like dry erase stuff, and yeah, and, okay, uh, it's yeah. like Battleship on crack. Yes, that'd be really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. If there was a game that you would be like, "Ooh, I'd be down to do this." Let's get down and dirty with some your of this. side piece. Yeah, side piece. You cheat on Battleship with. Well, I would think that I would have to pick a game that maybe I haven't played before, but oh, like one that caught my eye. Yeah, because I'm thinking like if I've played the game before, then I've then I've diddled and I, you know. <laughs> right. And, and you can't go back. Like once yeah. you've diddled, you yeah. can't diddle right, again. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's fair. I mean, if, if we're doing, if we're doing celebrities, it's, it's Natalie Portman always catches my eye. Oh, my okay. wife knows that, but That's I have good. definitely never. What about Natalie Portman in, in the battleship? <laughs> I'm so glad she wasn't in that movie. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was a movie. Just yeah. Thank God. Oh, my my brain just cut that out of life. The, the Queen Amidala stayed way away. Oh, no. It was a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. I'm going to say, and Chris, you're going to have to help me, right? Tentacle um, monster. <laughs> yes. Yes. There was like a Star Wars fleet game where people had like table sized boards and oh. like gigantic models that like. Yeah, so there's three different games. <laughs> yeah, there's three now. Um, but likely, the, but the likely first one was the, the X Wing. X Wing. Yeah. No, no, it was bigger than X-Wing. I, I want to say it was Armada, because yeah. this was, this when we went to Honolulu Comic-Con, yeah. they were playing this in that game room. They right. were, and they had the mats know, this, that were like the giant galaxies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, exactly. that was Armada. Yeah. And now there's the new, new one. Or it's not, yeah. it's not new. It's just, a, it's just a redesign of the first X-Wing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And then there's that, Imperial, not, well, Imperial Assault's like the Descent one. Yeah. So in X-Wing, you're you're taking control over individual ships, and then Armada, you take control over fleets of ships. So like okay. the so like the miniatures for Armada will be like, you know, four star destroyers put together. 
right? Yeah. Or like a, a group of TIE fighters, right? But in X-Wing, you're actually piloting a single X-Wing or a single TIE fighter. And you'll, yeah. you'll have multiple units, but, you know, they're, each of them are, are different. They're both, they both play basically the same, though. I think, in fact, they have the same dice, oh, if, I, if okay. I'm not mistaken. That's the dream to have multiple units. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> I mean, Chris, Chris only wishes. I know. Means I wish I had some more units. Mas Capone. That was my Jar Jar. Totally Jar-Jar. different than my Mario. On. One board game that you have to kill. Never play again. Monopoly. Monopoly. You hate Monopoly. it. Monopoly just needs to die. That's fair. I don't know anyone yeah. that really like loves... Well, no. You mentioned someone that loved Monopoly before. You've, you've met Yeah, I, I know people who, who really like Monopoly. <sighs> I yeah. don't understand it. You know, and the funny thing is, is like anytime I talk to like new people that I've just met and, and like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I like playing board games. You like, we should have a game night. So I was like, yeah, do you guys like Monopoly? Because I love Monopoly. I'm like, <laughs> we're never talking again. Yeah, well, and it's just like, <laughs> like, I don't even understand the people that have multiple versions of Monopoly. They're just collector's items. Yeah, but like, it's like having porcelain figurines. Do you have porcelain What's wrong figurines? with porcelain figurines? <laughs> and then Matt's cam pans and it's just full of porcelain figurines. Oh, are you talking about those, like, like... I don't know what I'm talking about, Stephen. People collect weird shit. They are PVC vinyl, and they are knit in <laughs> No, the I'm not talking sir. about, uh, like, pops. No, he's talking... But that's he, actually uh, decently good. Yeah, he's talking about, like, the, uh, the little, like, the creepy-looking yeah. girls that have the, the hats on, and I know mm. what you're talking about. My mom collects those. So there you go. So Monopoly is a good kill. I would, good kill. I would agree with that. Right. Yeah. I will. I will say that as I'm sitting here thinking that Battleship was my favorite, I will. I will call out the games that I have played with Chris Palausa and and you. I think I played Scythe with you guys. Yep. Yep. And you got that, or Marcus got that, and he mm-hmm. loves that. My, yep. our, I played our, online our with him a couple of times. Do what? I played online with him a couple of times. Yeah. So Scythe was a lot of fun, but I think the most fun I've had is either the Captain is Dead game. Yeah, that one's super or, fun. Yeah, or the the cooperative island hopping game. Where oh, you're... Forbidden Island. Forbidden Island, yeah. Forbidden Island, yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a new yeah, one called off. Forbidden Skies that Steven got, but I haven't played oh. it yet. I haven't played it yet yeah. either. We love just get those. Games. Those are great. And we put them yeah. on the shelf, and we never play them, like collecting Monopoly. <laughs> Look at all those. Those are all games. <laughs> yeah, these are all we are. I'm sitting on a pile of games. We don't have chairs. <laughs> those, are your, those, those are your little glass baby figures that's it my little baby glasses yeah (laughs) anyway um cool so now for the beers what is your favorite beer if if you could choose one well this was also kind of tough because i love a lot of different beers but if you could just pick one and that was you always had access to this beer all the time this is your you know your baby mama so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat, all right, and yep. I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna say two in in, in different geographic areas. Okay. If I could have O'Connor Red Nun, okay, or um, Honolulu Beer Works makes a makes a beer called um, the High PA. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yes, those two. I I could I could live happily forever. Very nice. Okay, how about just just your favorite beer overall? Just like. Even if it's just like a one shot, you know, I, I almost think that like you know, if it's going to be the beer you live with forever, it has to be something that's available 
everywhere. So I'm going to, I'm going to go real commercial with it. I'm going to say, uh, Sam Adams, Oktoberfest. That's not a bad one. No, it's not available year round, but if it was, (laughs) no, but when it, when it's out, it's, it's everywhere. Everybody has Oktoberfest when it's out. And you know, I love the, the anger Oktoberfest more, yep. but uh, I don't, one, yeah, but... don't know where I'm going to get that. So sure. Sam Adams is always kind of my reliable go-to beer. Yeah, that's a good beer. solid staple. Yeah. If, if I'm out at a restaurant and all they have is if I'm, if all my choices are Miller Bud or Sam Adams, I'm going for Sam Adams every single yeah. time. Fair enough. All right. So with a, a beer, you would screw right in the bottle neck hole. <laughs> I thought you guys were gonna go with like, what beer do you do you kill? What beer do you? Oh, well, we you will. Know, you, we were oh, gonna okay, get okay. there. That's the third. Um, thing. What beer do I really, really want? I would really like to try, and I for I, I'm totally blanking out on the name of it. Um, Sam Caligione of Dogfish Head brewed a beer that they got off of the walls of a tomb in Egypt, what? and they actually they actually went to Egypt. They collected wild yeast that were flying around in the air. Wild they brought geez. them back to Delaware. They cultured them and they brewed a beer. And I, you're going to have to forgive me. I'm totally blanking out on the name. Maybe I can. We're, we're looking it, it up and we're going to pop it in okay. there like you're a genius. Tahinket. Yes. So I, I really want to try that. I, yeah, I've never been in a position to try it. I really want to try that one. Um, I've killed the unicorn, as it were, about Hetty Topper right, and, right. Uh, you know, Pliny the Elder. Mm-hmm. I've gotten those. I still love to uh, share a bottle of Utopias with some good oh, people. Dude, maybe I've never tried Utopias. I've always wanted to. Yeah, I don't have so $200 I, for a bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Maybe maybe that would be a good uh, maybe that would be a good one year anniversary gift yeah. for the hops. Um, oh, I mean, no. yes, buy us utopia. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that new snake venom that came out? No. So it's the world's um, most uh, alcoholic beer. It's sixty three percent. Oh, that's that's. Just I know, and 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 here's the thing, like. Uh, I, I had this conversation online or this thing I did. You wrote a blog. That's what it's called, a blog. Tablehops.beer. Anywho, it's about, you know, when I was with, uh, you know, the old college bands and drinking all, like, the, the what is it, the, the uh, Nuclear Penguin, the one that was, like, 36%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this one apparently tastes like beer, but I don't believe it. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. it's, all right, what one beer is, like, just, balls and you just want to punch it right in the face and you can't say well i mean i guess you could say like miller light but that'd be that's a cop out yeah i would go with bud light so uh i'm gonna do a blanket thing here i'm gonna do a complete cop out answer and i'm gonna say any beer that masquerades itself as small time craft beer okay and is owned by the big guys and like goes out of its way to hide who's really pulling the strings behind the, uh, behind the scenes. Sure. Call them out. And maybe, yeah. yeah, And and maybe, maybe that's a cop out, but you know, if you're going to, I understand that. If you're, if you're going to have Super Bowl commercials making fun of craft beer and, and, you know, because you're, because you're 89%, you know, to 95% market share just isn't enough for you, then, you know. Right. So, Everyone yeah. was saying like, hey, Chris, did you see the Super Bowl commercial with that one guy who didn't want a Bud Light? <laughs> That's you. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, Elysian yeah. comes to mind as a brewery that's like that. Exactly. Elysian. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I've stopped drinking that. Like there was just some, I mean, and they, that, their, their, um, uh, space dust. I apologize. Yep. No, no. Yeah. Space dust is a phenomenal beer. And you know, it, it's, I guess it's like listening to Michael Jackson now. Like you can still enjoy it, but you just kind of, kind of know, like, some of their beers are good. I wouldn't call them amazing, but they, they do have some solid ones. Their uh, Punkachino is really good. And something, so they, they uh, the local, there in Hawaii, there was, a, there was a phenomenal place that I took you to. Do you remember the village? Yes. Like, not like village people um, nope. kind of village. Just, nope. just yeah. I did dress so, up in full Indian headdress, but... It yes. <laughs> I was a construction worker with the access. That's... <laughs> <laughs> we were very out of place. <laughs> yeah. So they did a uh, Maui Brewing Company. They were bought out by uh, one of the big, the big two, the big three. Oh. And she was, she was talking about it. She was like, "Well, as a brewer, y- you know, my operating budget for the year went from, and my exploratory budget went from ten thousand dollars to a hundred thousand dollars a year." Damn. That they, that they just threw at her and said, "Whatever you come up with, that's really good, and we can market. We'll put it out." And I, so she's like, look, it's a, it's a catch 22, you yep. know, there's, there's good and bad. Uh, yeah. So. It, it, you know, you do what you got to do, but anywho, it's well, Matt, it's been fantastic talking to you. I'm going to be talking to you soon because I plan on upgrading my homebrew banana b- business. What are you drinking right now? So I, I snagged up a, uh, uh, the local store over here. There was someone, the, some voodoo ranger, juicy, hazy IPA. That's a good one. Their- hipstery looking skull on there yep. that no one see that but. yeah that one's good i like all the different ones they have now yeah, yeah. they have a um they have a sampler at kroger right now really yeah. of all the rangers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, why don't i call it the power rangers pack <laughs> <laughs> they so i feel like just real quick if i could say this yeah. um the, the 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 herms system that i am building right now okay i am building from a website called the electricbrewery.com. Okay. Very simple. That's what it's called. These guys have down to the nut, bolt, wire, and connector every single thing you need to build a three-vessel Herm system. Okay. And when I say this, this, this website is built to show you every single thing down to where to put the zip ties on the cables that connect the the electronic components inside the brain box. Wow. It's it's a phenomenal website. And anybody okay. who's out there who is a home brewer, who is thinking about making the next step to a, a, a Herm system or an all-electric system where you're using like an, an, a, a hot water heater-esque heating element inside your kettle, please go to that website and give them business because they do this 100% free. There's nothing you have to buy from oh. them to read these instructions. And I, I think I've stalked their website for the last year and a half. Just what was that site again? It's the electricbrewery.com. Cool. Electricbrewery.com. Electricbrewery.com. You can Google it. Let's say it, it all together. Electricbrewery.com. <laughs> so, and, and they have instructions. They have everything you need. It's, it's, a, it's really kind of yeah. you know what the internet was designed for where they're not right. charging right now Absolutely. and it's it's in the spirit of craft i, th- I think they're really doing good right. things until the, the bud light night <laughs> jousts his way in there yeah when uh, he dilly dillies his ass in oh there oh boy i don't so. want that to happen i don't want anyone to dilly dilly anyone's ass <laughs> yeah. 
Cool, man. Well, it's been great talking to you. It has been phenomenal. And we hope to talk to you again soon and try your beers. Absolutely. And I will be sending those to you just as soon as I get this system up and running. Nice. Yeah. Sweet, Matt. Thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll we'll be in touch soon. Yes. Yeah, that was good. That was great. We Thank did you. it. Hey, thanks, hey, hey. thanks for sticking through with us. Hey. I know that was uh, that was an ordeal with the with the technical difficulties. Once we got it rolling, though, it's good. Yeah. And you're recording all this, right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to another episode of the Table Hops Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com. Leave us an iTunes review. Or visit us on social media at Tablehouse Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great, great times! times.